You know, in Acts 1.8, Jesus says, Stay in the city until you've been clothed in power, for you will be my witnesses in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And as I read the book of Acts, it's kind of like one big prayer meeting uh, that moves us into mission. Every time we encounter uh, where God is moving, there's always white-hot prayer going on. And it's just... um, it's just an undeniable part of movement that prayer forms this core, this, this uh, driving force where the Spirit is at work. So welcome to the podcast today as we're looking at the idea of prayer in movements. And we have today with us the Western Australian team. Well, at least a few of them come along to the podcast and we're going to be talking about uh, building prayer teams and their, their prayer projects and what's been going on over there. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Dave. We're looking forward to tonight. Thank you. G'day. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, give us an introduction of who we're talking to um, and so that the, the person who's listening knows uh, who's on, on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm Karen. I live in Parkerville which is um, east of Perth, and I'm a mum of two kids, and that takes up most of my time. I'm Jill. I live in one of Perth's um, southern suburbs, and I've been working with Praxis for a few years now. Love it. Yeah, and I'm Rowan. I yeah, live in the Perth Hills, and i yeah, got a real heart for, for WA and the country and part of the team out here. Wow, fantastic. And uh, tell us uh, what's been happening over there in Western Australia, uh, which is on the other side of the country to where I sit today in Eastern Australia in Melbourne. Yeah, well, over the 40 days of prayer, we had a a couple of things happening. We decided way back in October last year that we were going to revisit uh, a whole group of towns across Western Australia because 10 years ago two single women came from Melbourne and they prayed across over about 130 towns and we realised, oh, it's 10 years. Why don't, why don't we go back and have a look, see what's happened? So since October we've actually prayer walked about 110 different towns and we did a big chunk of that. Uh, during these 40 days of prayer. So that, that's one of the things that we've been doing, just to go back and see see what culture's like, see how towns have changed, see if we can meet any locals uh, and to see what God's doing. So that, that took quite a bit of um, energy and and time too. In one week we did, uh, a group of us did about 2,800 Ks uh, driving around uh, the wheat belt of Western Australia. Uh, the other thing that we did as a group, so lots of stuff happening individually, but as a group we gathered uh, for on a Friday night and got together, always eat when we get together, and always time for stories. And so there's people telling us what God's been doing, how things are going, disappointments, encouragements, and then the last hour, we just spent praying together. There's 15 of us, Bhutanese, Chinese background, Aussies, um, European background, Aussies, all in my lounge room. 
and, you know, so rich as we broke into little groups and we did a, a worship exercise with no music, but it was, we ended up laughing because we went through the alphabet and you had to say a characteristic of God that began with, you know, A and then somebody had B. And somebody over there sitting the other side of the room is looking for Q and they're waiting because they got <laughs> Q's coming. And so it ended up being such a rich time of fellowship together and but also real worship and, and then praying together in these little groups and then a big group. Uh, just variety really helped us to connect with the Lord. It was great. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I'd, I don't know, before you jumped into making disciples as a team and the priority of prayer, can you compare and contrast a little bit and um, just tell us why are you doing what you're doing um, with prayer? What, what's, what's such a big deal about prayer? It's certainly taking us to places that I wouldn't have gone before and especially, yeah, just targeting places because we want to find out what God is doing and, and where he's moving and, and who he's working with. So yeah, there's a real a real drive to, to go out to places where where anything could be happening and anything could happen, I think, because God can do anything. And we just want to be a part of that and hear and invite other people into that. And also I think um I think it brings great encouragement when we when we go out and um I certainly pray better when I'm praying with other people. So yeah, very different to me sitting at home praying for the country towns compared to going out there and seeing them and being amongst the people. It's, um, yeah, you just never know what's going to happen, and that's part of the excitement to include God into into those places, I think. I think, too, with prayer, um, placing so much more of an emphasis on praying, um, it means that we've prayed about, so many more things that maybe, I don't know, maybe I wasn't as aware of before um, in our conversations. Oh, well, let's pray about that, you know, just, well, why don't we pray about that right here and now? Let's not wait until Friday or whatever. Um, different things that come up in conversations that we've met with um, different people and and then just stopped and, yeah, let's pray about that now. It's been really good. I think for me there's been a... Um, a move where I've, I've been learning, especially in the last uh, couple of months, that, you know, I knew in my head that prayer is the work, but, but to actually get a heart understanding that being still and praying without running around is really important and it's really powerful. Uh, and so that, that's been a, a growing experience for me and a learning. I was talking with a woman in Mozambique this afternoon and we we're talking about the, you know, the, um, you got to do, you got to do, you got to do to be valuable. And, and as we reflected on what it means for us, prayer is the work and you, you don't do a lot of running around stuff unless you're going out prayer walking. But when you, you know, you're at home alone and you're praying, that is the work and it is vital for movements. 
Yeah, and um, in some of the the all night prayer nights that I've been to lately in the last yeah four or five months, people will drive a long way and commit a significant amount of time to to do that to say prayer is important. We want to we want to see breakthrough here in this place. We want to shift the atmosphere. We want to yeah see God's kingdom come and and so committing yeah eight hours of of prayer through the night. Because it's, yeah, it's important and is, yeah, like the only way. So I've been grateful for, for how much God has been, been speaking to me about, about that. Yeah. But it looks, it looks different too. And, and all the time it looks different. And I think that reflects God's nature too. Now we connect with Him. Mm. And Ron, you, you're working in the country. And you're working with in country towns, right? And so you're talking about yeah. people in country towns driving somewhere and praying all through the night. What does that look like? How how long would they drive to get to a prayer meeting? And and what does the prayer meetings look like if you're talking about all night prayer? Yeah, well, yeah, some people driving up to yeah two three hours, um, and yeah start at eight o'clock, and yeah, people who have driven that far often will will commit to pray till four but yeah but and and often it's it's um we start with praying for the locals looking those who are who are hosting us those who are those insiders in those places and praying for them asking for the needs of the towns for and then going into scripture and praying scripture and 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 hearing what God's heart would be for the town and, and what his word says about prayer and what that, what that does and the spiritual battle in, in places and, um, yeah, praying for those, those things. And yeah, people take turns in leading that. And, um, there's a lot of rich fellowship too and, um, sharing with one another, sharing stories. And, um, yeah, it's amazing how quickly the night disappears <laughs> when you have that when you have that vibrant prayer time with lots of different people from coming and joining in for the focus of that that place yeah it's... yeah something must be happening if you're driving 2 to 3 hours to a prayer meeting and then praying right through the night with a whole group of people and um yeah um, Karen tell me a little bit about what it looks like for you so most of my um, life is in the one place around where I live and where my children go to school. So I've been spending uh, lots of time praying for um, the school and praying at the school and praying with other parents, and that's been fantastic. Being able to meet up with other parents who love Jesus and who want to see Jesus working in the school and in the families and in the school, the greater school community. Uh, so we've been prayer walking around our schools. We've been praying for, uh, obviously, our own children, but also the children's families, which has been um, really exciting. Uh, and uh, look, just a little word on school. You know, it, it can be quite insignificant. Uh, we can just pass it off. But man, what a what a um, a field ripe for harvest! It really, really is. That you know, if you think about. How many times, if you drive your children to or from school um, twice a day, 
times, however many years they are in primary school, I think I worked it out, it could be about 3,200 trips. So if you're praying every trip and if you're prayer walking as well, that's a lot of prayer that adds up over time. Uh, And so that's been really great to be able to partner with some of the other mums and also the relationships and uh, all the prayer walking that we do, we f- we bump into people, don't we? Sometimes we know them, sometimes we don't. But the relationships that you're building up with people over time, um, because you see them at school every day and you know their hearts because their hearts are for their children, so you know what to pray for and what to talk about with them and, and ask them if they'd like some prayer about that. So... Um, A school is such a vital part of any town, whether it's your own town or another town, as we've been going out into the country. Um, And uh, I can share a quick story. One of our um, team members went down south on holiday and uh, while they were down there with her family, she decided, let's go out prayer walking. So they went around the little country town that they were in and uh, decided let's stop at the school and prayer walk around the school. It was a weekend, so there was no one supposed to be at the school. And while they were prayer walking, they actually did bump into the principal um, while they were there and loved talking to the principal and just said, hey, we're here, we want to pray for your school, what can we pray for? And the principal was quite taken aback that they'd come to this place to pray for them. And so she shared some of the things that she'd like um, prayer for. They were able to share more about Jesus and and pray. And later on, they ran into the gardener as well. So, you know, God brings people across your path whenever you're out prayer walking, whether you've driven hundreds of kilometres, thousands of kilometres, or whether it's in your own backyard like me. Mm, Amazing. Yeah, tell me some stories, guys. Uh, What's been happening as you're praying? You're praying over uh, thousands of kilometres Many, many towns in many communities. Yeah, sounds awesome. One one of the things that continually surprises me is sometimes there are places marked on the map, but when you get there, there's actually nothing there other than wheat bins or, you know, a derelict shop or, you know, just nothing. It's, It's gone. And, and that happened many, many times. So we say, yeah, we did pray at this place, but there wasn't much there. And I was reading <laughs> through our notes and there was this, um, I'll say it was miling, going backwards. We think this town's going backwards. <laughs> and But we prayed because there was huge wheat bins there and the harvest is in. And we just desperately need to see a, a harvest as well uh, of souls. But on that first, the first day of, um, of the long trip, we called it a place called New Norcia, which is actually a Catholic monastery. And it had a, um, two orphanages there during the season when Aboriginal children were being taken from families. And some of the stories coming out of that have been pretty horrendous. Uh, and I was keen um, to go and, and pray there sensing that there was um, some darkness. And uh, we were there, we visited the cemetery, we'd heard that many little babies had been buried in unmarked graves. Um, It's a a very hard place, a lot of suffering. And one of the guys was praying that we'd meet some locals. And we're coming out and there's these two women coming towards us and 
I just jumped in and introduced myself and they were two Aboriginal women and they were sisters and we asked them a little bit about their story and they said, oh, we grew up here. I said, what? How? Tell us about that. What happened? And uh, there were a number of kids in the family. Their mum had died and their father brought them all to the orphanages and he worked for the monastery. So he had a little house on site and the girls were in one dormitory and the boys were in the other. And they, they would see him regularly. And this, uh, what the younger sister told us about running away, um, taking a sandwich, they were going to catch jilgies down the Moor River and they got caught and she, she puts it, I got dusted. <laughs> Which, oh, she, was, she was such a character, delightful to talk with them both and just to hear another another area, another it was another facet of life at New Norcia and to see God, you know, faithfully still attending church, these these women and they'd they'd be my age now, so you know, in their sixties. Um and it was just wonderful and, and I felt the Lord saying to me, see it, I've got I've got stuff happening here that you would not have even dreamed about. And I said, "Yeah, Lord, that is so true, so true." It was it was a great time, wasn't it, Rowan? Yeah, yeah. We didn't know what to expect, really, <laughs> but it was yeah. It's just like these this couple of ladies just were placed there for us to to speak to. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, why do you think God? invites us to pray what's what's going on here because you know sh- surely god can do this stuff without us why does he invite us to pray and why is it so important that we get caught up with prayer what's happening there's a real sense that he invites us to share with him in what he's doing and for me, I have to slow down enough, and prayer helps me to do that. I think um, God wants me to know his heart, and uh, and so prayer helps me to listen to what it is that he wants me to tune into and to bring those things before him and uh, to focus on those things. And it, it, gives, it opens your eyes to... to to what's actually around you. We can be quite blind as we walk along and thinking about our own stuff, but um, I think prayer just opens up so many different uh, windows to what's actually happening around us. And, uh, yeah, we can connect more with things that maybe we didn't think that we could possibly connect with. It gives us God's heart. Yeah, I think that's how... We're meant to be wired, uh, yeah, through praise and thanksgiving with all that, all that God has done for us, all that He is, recognizing that, and 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 then bringing our requests to Him, um, yeah, supplications and our requests, interceding for um, everyone, everywhere, <laughs> and then when we go out, it's. Um, yeah, such a privilege to be able to focus um, that that prayer and um, yeah, that bringing people 
to God, even though he knows he knows who they are, he knows exactly what they need. And um, just bringing that, sometimes it does just as much in us as the ones who, who praise, as exercising our faith and walking by faith, not by sight. And then when you see those prayers answered, is um, yeah, just it just uh, confirms that God cares, and He that's what He wants to do. He wants to answer our prayer, and He does here. It's um, I think too. Jill was talking about how those ladies came out and prayed, you know, ten plus years ago, and they didn't really know where they were going. They wouldn't know one town from another, and. And our experience has been a lot of these towns we've not heard of before or we've certainly not travelled through before and not stopped at before. Um, prayer is what really keys us into what's important in that town. We might see some people and be able to talk to them, but we might not as well. Lord, what is it that you want me to pray for here? What, what are you looking to do in this town? Who are you calling? It helps us to focus on what God's doing already. Yeah, fantastic. I'm just hearing that this is this is all about God, you know. And it's not about um us trying to get God to do stuff. But it's really us. Uh, I'm just, you know, been listening to you saying he draws us into what he is doing. Uh it helps us to know his heart and it helps us see the community in a different light. It just helps us to engage. And that statement by Rowan is how we're meant to be wired. You know, it's it's our it's our makeup, and um, it's what God does in us that's so important. So prayer is really about God's work, isn't it? And from what I'm hearing from you guys, and it's about um, uh, engaging with God and His work. It's not not like the vending machine where we're putting in two bucks and we're getting our our, our Snickers bar out and getting stuff back from God, it's really about... Uh, an Im- <laughs> I'm glad it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an immersion with God, you know, and uh, it's great. What, what's uh, what's the, some of the best scriptures that feed your soul um, uh, on prayer? When you go to pray, what's, what's, a, what's a scripture uh, that just, you know, grabs it for you? I love um, in Habakkuk 1 verse 5, Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. I just love that God is doing things that we have not even thought about. He's just amazing us by the things that he's revealing, uh, things that we go to different towns and we didn't even know that this was a prayer need and somehow these things come up in conversation and we're able to pray for that. And uh, we we shouldn't be restricted by the confines of our own, own imagination and expectations. It's God who's doing the work in these places. And, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be so astounded, but we are because we're human. But God can do anything, and he does. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's so encouraging, isn't it? I, I love uh, Psalm 46, verse 10, where it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And There's such an encouragement to me. So I've got a heart for 
the nations of the rim of the Indian Ocean. There's like 35 nations around there, just out of our doorstep and, and go straight ahead. And he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff and he's going to keep doing stuff. might not even look like it in these days. And, you know, you almost sense a bit of fear in uh, society that the space for followers of Jesus is shrinking. But he says, I am doing stuff. I'm doing great things and he will be exalted among the nations. And my bit, be still, Jill, be still. Hmm. Amen. Yeah, for me, um, John 15, uh, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me or abide in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. I think that just really grounds me, just really, yeah, um, sure I could go around and do lots of things, but unless God's in it, it's not going to bear the fruit that he wants. Hmm, hmm. Uh, and I think for me, you know, the the not only the, the teachings of Jesus in in Luke, um, and that persistent prayer and that invitation to to knock on the door, but when Jesus left, um, and he was in resurrected form, and he said, "Stay in this place until power comes upon you, uh, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea." Samaria and the other most parts of the earth and the key was for them you know there are many things that Jesus taught us to do he taught us to care for the poor he taught us to to be um, concerned about justice he taught us to do this but the one thing that they did to be his witnesses for the message to spread was to stop and to pray so the prioritization of of prayer for those um for those uh, early church uh, was not activity but to stop and pray and let then God took over and and the rest as they say is history so that 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 idea of the priority of prayer among above all other activities um, teaches us that he will do his will as his people start to pray and um, that really encourages me as well as we've been discussing, uh, you guys are just uh, doing an amazing job with, with prayer and, and saturating your state, your communities, and or, or a vision for the nations, you know, the Indian rim, ocean rim. Wow. Um, and let God take us to the nations through prayer. Um, what's an encouragement for us that we would, we would walk away with as we listen to this um, this podcast. How do we? How how would you hope that somebody who listens to this would 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 grow and and walk away with? Yeah, I've been finding lately how important the relational networks are, and so meeting one person and and then finding that they are connected with another person, and so following those things and being very optimistic, believing that God might have something uh, through those leads and um, praying that God would go before that and and that might lead to a person of peace. And um, I've, I've certainly, yeah, discovered that, um, that, yeah, going out with somebody or going to meet somebody um, 
it gives a reason to be there, I guess. And, um, and it's, yeah, exciting to, to where God, who God will put in front of your path next. Uh, you just never know. That's, that's so true, Ron, so true. You just never know who's going to be there or going to come across your path. I think an encouragement from me is I read a draft copy of a book called Stubborn Perseverance on a flight between Jakarta and Singapore a few years ago, and it was – I could hardly sit still. It was so profound and – I, just the whole concept of stubbornly persevering uh, when we're making disciples and when we're building teams and when we're praying and when we're involved in movements, that, that's a huge key and we need to be encouraged all the time while, while we're stubbornly persevering. I've been meeting with two other women on a Thursday morning at 7am for... I think it's now over five years and we stubbornly persevere together for the sake of the kingdom and it is such a rich uh, partnership with the Lord and it's so special to me. They're a couple of my close friends and that's all come about because we've been stubbornly persevering in prayer so can I encourage people to stubbornly persevere? If you're not seeing answers, keep going. If you feel discouraged, keep going. If if life's busy, carve out time and stubbornly persevere in prayer. I think um, one of the first things to do is to sit in the presence of God and just stop like Jill was saying just to be still and uh, and hear God's voice and, and that's okay if, if you're not hearing um, direction straight away because then the next thing to do is to be brave to step out and just go uh, we've been hearing Rowan's gone to a lot of different country towns um, Jill's been praying through towns that maybe she's not been through before um, be brave and take that step out there because you don't know what God is going to do. You're going to be astounded by what he's going to do. Um, and then be persistent in prayer. We can pray and leave things alone, but I think God wants actually us to continue and to soak in that moment and pray through all of the things that are around us just to stop and dwell in that moment and hear from the Holy Spirit about what it is that is God's heart for that place. Um, yeah, so be brave and be persistent and listen to God. Mm.